Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Anacrusic Podcast. You are listening to episode number 38. Now, today on tap, we're going to be starting something just a little bit different. I'm going to round out season two with a series of three episodes all about you, all about mindset, all about some things to really consider as you start going into 2019. So today on tap, I'm going to talk about the real reason you became a music teacher. You're listening to the Anacrusic Podcast with Anne Molesky, the music teacher and curriculum designer behind Anacrusic.com. This podcast is all about making your music teacher life more purposeful, sequential, and joyful, so you can take a breath and love each and every moment you spend making music with kids. So grab a cup of coffee and kick up your feet, because it's time for another episode. Now, of course, I can't totally dive into your brain and know exactly why you decided to become a music teacher, but I have some inklings. I have a couple of ideas, a couple of feelings about maybe why you did. And so, of course, I could project all of those things onto you, or I can just sort of tell you my story and tell you some of my thoughts that I've been having about this whole idea of what it really means to be a music teacher. Now, this might sound a little airy-fairy or a little hokey or a little granola. E to you today, but I really think that this is an important thing to think about so that we can ground ourselves as we go into 2019. So we can really start to focus on our intentions for the year and our intentions in our classroom. And I think all of that mindset really helps us to be positive and excited about what we're doing each and every day in the classroom. So although some of this might be review, I thought I would kind of tell you my story. So The first time I thought about being a music teacher was in fourth or maybe fifth grade. My class had gone into the other fourth grade classroom because, yes, there was only one other fourth grade classroom, hello, small town, in order to share our speeches with a larger audience, okay? Like, my teacher didn't want us to just have our class, so we all combined together. The topic that day is what we wanted to be when we grew up. Super syrupy, sweet, predictable, all those things, but my choice was two, Like most of the other kids in my class, I wanted to be what my parents were. I wanted to be a band director like my dad. And growing up, that was my world, knowing that we were the musical family, that someday I would be in band and the natural progression of life would be that I would grow up and be a music teacher. But I never once said the words music teacher in my speech. And I never once thought the words music teacher. It was always band director. And this choice of words really isn't lost on me as I reflect back on my younger years. So if you've heard my story before, you know, I think it's episode number two, if you want to get the not so short and sweet version of kind of where I've been and where I am now, none of this is new to you if you've listened. Um, I've shared about how I've always loved working with kids and giving lessons, and I worked the vacation Bible school each and every summer, helping to plan and teach the music class, even when I was young enough to attend myself. 
So music and music teaching in some capacity has always been a part of my life. And, you know, there's other indicators, too, that would tell me that maybe I might grow up to want to be a teacher, like my obsession with art supplies and pens and all of those things from a very young age and wanting to organize things and playing school and being a huge reader and writer. I mean, gosh, I remember working on my own quote unquote magazine when I was in elementary school only to print it out and distribute to my two closest friends, but it was legit just a ripoff of American Girl or Tiger Beat or whatever teeny bopper magazine had hit the newsstands with Jonathan Taylor Thomas on the cover. (laughs) OJTT. But the point is, I've always loved to organize my thoughts. I've always loved to share with others. And I've always been a musician. And these are things that I think are all characteristic of a music teacher. And even when I resisted for a hot minute in college, when I wanted to be oh so cool and rebellious and reject this important part of my identity as a musician, it took a whole two months before I was back into the role of Anne Sullivan, which is my maiden name, voted most musical by her high school senior class. But I still didn't want to be a band director. Although through those years of applied trumpet study, I was still teaching, still mentoring, one summer at Interlochen, the next on campus for a summer camp, and teaching lessons throughout my entire college experience. So there was always some element of teaching. There was always some element of working with students in some capacity, whether it was musical or not musical. I was always doing mentorship, and I was always doing music. So then literally a divine intervention happened that started my path more on music education. And it was when I first started to teach early childhood. And teaching early childhood music made me feel alive. The job literally fell into my lap through a mutual church acquaintance who had an opportunity for a new music educator and hired me on the spot. (laughs) At that time, I didn't have a music ed degree. I didn't have any recent experience save like my summer camp counseling at Interlochen and my vacation Bible school years from like elementary school. But for whatever reason, she saw that there was a music teacher inside of me. And those first experiences teaching the itty-bitties helped me realize that although trumpet had been my vehicle for music for a long, long time, the way that I most resonated and I felt best bringing music to people was through teaching. And at that time, it was teaching young children. But over time, that's evolved to children of all ages, adults, and teacher musicians. Yes, not music teachers, but teacher musicians. And I think this ordering of words is appropriate, and let me tell you why. But before I tell you why, I don't think I'm going to like start the revolution and go around saying, like, teacher musicians, teacher musicians, instead of music teachers, because I think our colleagues who are not music teachers or teacher musicians would look at us like we had three heads and all that kind of stuff. So for the sake of just going with what people are used to, we'll stick with music teacher, but but stick with this teacher musician idea with me for just a little bit. So if we think back to fourth grade Anne and her speech all about being a band director, there was a lot that went along with that. My perception of my dad was that he was a band director because that's all I ever saw him do. (laughs) I was not inside of his classroom. I saw him in front of a band. I saw him at concerts. I saw him in parades. I saw him at marching shows. I knew that he worked really, really hard on everything that he did. I knew that he led rehearsals, but I never saw the things that were going on 
inside of his brain or the prep work or the hours and hours that he was spending trying to figure out this pedagogically brilliant way to teach his students until I I was actually in his band, which is another story. But anyway, so the concept of being a band director to me had very little to do with music making. And now I know that that is not the truth. (laughs) I do. I do for sure. Um, But in my brain, it didn't seem active to me. At that young age, my perception of what a band director was didn't seem as musically enabling, I guess, as being a trumpet player. And since being a trumpet player was what I knew, that's what I went with and that's how I wanted to make music. But it was when I started to teach children, when I started to make music with children each and every day, that I realized this is where I'm meant to be. And let me preface this by saying, when I was first teaching children, I was teaching in a private setting, meaning I was teaching private studio classes to young children whose parents were paying money for them to have music lessons, which is a very different setup than what most of us are dealing with in our K-12 educational settings. Um, And I, I definitely recognize that as well. But it gave me the opportunity to really sit in this awesome experience and this awesome joyous music making that happened each and every day. And so I say teacher musician because I am a musician. That is the biggest part of my identity. I've said this before. I didn't become a music teacher because I wanted to be a teacher first. Now, I love teaching, but I am not a teacher. I am a teacher musician. Because by becoming a teacher, that was the way that I could best share my music making with others. And I realized that that was more of my path than becoming an orchestral musician or becoming a band director or an orchestra director or all of those other options that are out there in the universe. Because for me, my joy and my center was really, really found when I started to teach children. So just like we have colleagues who are orchestral musicians, or military band musicians, or choral musicians, we are teacher musicians. And I think that this order of words is appropriate because musicians implies our core identity, and then the teacher part is just the describing factor, if that makes sense. So like when you say orchestral musician, you can omit the orchestra part and just say musician. When you say choral musician, you can omit the choral part and just say musician. When you say music teacher, you're probably going to omit music before you would teacher. You're not going to say, oh, I'm a music. You're going to say, oh, I'm a teacher. Does that make sense? So by saying we're teacher musicians, that keeps that core part of our identity. Now, and this, this is really important for a lot of reasons, because I want you to think about why you really became a music teacher, why you became a musician, why you had to go to music school, why you had to pass a music competency exam, an understanding of music theory and music history and music pedagogy in order to teach this content area that you teach, in order to teach the specialist. You became a music teacher because you are a musician and you just so happen to be a teacher, okay? So If you're anything like me, you love music. It touches something that is deep inside of you. I can name probably 
too many to count, too many experiences that I've had where I have just been so moved by the musical experience that I have been a part of. And I can remember back to like middle school feeling that. I can remember back to elementary school feeling the excitement, feeling how there was just some special stuff going on when really beautiful music making was happening. My favorite time of the week was always when I got to do something with music. It was always when I got to go and be part of a community and make something really, really beautiful with my colleagues, with my community, with my friends, right? And so you probably also became a teacher musician because it's an important part of your life. And even if you weren't a music teacher, you would probably still be involved in music in some way, shape, or another. And, you know, I talked about this in the last podcast episode, the last solo episode, where I talked about my five goals for the new year and how I really want to make sure I am nurturing that part of myself, that I'm really taking some time to practice the piano or practice singing or playing ukulele or dulcimer or guitar or one of the other instruments that I can't play, but I have. (laughs) But I think that's an important part of our identity as teacher musicians. You also became a music teacher or teacher musician because you want to share music, because you understand that music is meant to be shared. You know, there's a time and a place for us to have sort of personal musical experiences, maybe um, playing piano to unwind or singing in prayer or whatever you do that happens sort of independently. But I think we can all admit or all recognize that a lot of the value in what we do happens in a community setting. And so by becoming a teacher musician, you have the opportunity to share music with hundreds of children. And not only are you sharing music with hundreds of children, but you're the only musical experience for many of those children. You might be the only music teacher that they ever have. And so by teaching all of these children, you're going on to give them the skills and the experiences and the opportunities that they may not have had otherwise. And I think that that's something that is not lost on any of us. And I think that that, if anything, is what keeps us going, right? If we've lost some of of all of these other reasons that we became music teachers or teacher musicians is because we want to reach children. We love seeing the joy of music making in the hearts of our kids. It's powerful. It's powerful to have a child come into your room and just kind of take a breath and finally feel like they can explore and they can make music the way that they want to make music and that they feel most musical and that they're in a safe place to do all of those things. So that's probably another reason, even if you didn't know it when you first became a music teacher, that you stayed a music teacher, a teacher musician. And last but not least, and I know there's a million other reasons that we've all become members of this community, but for the sake of brevity, (laughs) let's go ahead and wrap it up with one more reason. And if you're like me, I love feeling creative and inspired. And it's when I found ways to inflect my own creativity and allow my own musician inspiration to make my classroom come alive that I have woken up every single day so excited to go to work. You know, it's really interesting. I mean, give or take a couple of random days where I had to like monitor testing or something like that. I honestly can't think of a day where I was teaching in my classroom, not like a weird day like testing, like I just said, but that I was teaching in my classroom that I woke up and dreaded going to work. 
even if it was a day where I had that tricky class, you know, that one class I've talked about them before. For me, it was always that fifth grade class at the end of the day on Tuesdays. But like all my other classes were awesome. So I was still excited to go. And it was because not only do I love seeing the joy of music making and the hearts of those kids, but I was inspired. I couldn't imagine doing anything else with my life, and I had never felt that way before. I had never been so excited to go sit in a practice room for four hours. I had never been excited to go sit in my calculus class. I had never been excited to do all those other things, but when it came to going and making music with kids, That is another reason that I have stayed in this field because I just, I love feeling that creativity and that inspiration from my own musical experiences, from my own musical inspirations. And that's why I'm using those words, teacher, musician. Now, all of that said, that's all very like happy, altruistic, like utopian society, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. But I know that there are other things that exist in your day-to-day life that you didn't really sign up for as a music teacher. You know, particularly if you're an elementary music teacher, there's a good chance that you have five to six preps a week for all of the children in your entire building that you have to teach. And not only do you have all of those lessons, you have to align them with standards and you have to come up with behavioral objectives and all of those things that are sort of imposed on us and are not necessarily negative things, okay? But I do recognize that as a teacher musician, let me go ahead and try to use my own language, that Sometimes some of the parameters that are set forth by the educational standards, for for lack of a better term, doesn't necessarily fit into our specialty because we are teacher musicians, okay? And so because of this, there's a lot of overwhelm. Because of the sheer amount of preps that you have, because of the sheer amount of lesson planning you have to do, there's just a lot of... I don't even know where to begin. And so it's hard to find that creativity. It's hard to find that inspiration. It's hard to find all of those reasons that you wanted to become that teacher musician and share music with children because it touched you so deeply in the first place. It's hard for you to find that. It's hard for you to resonate with it. And alongside of that, there's data tracking, there's assessment. Um, If you're like me, performances always stress me out because I don't have a classroom that functions around a performance mentality. It's all about process. It's all about exploration. It's all about giving kids options and choices. Um, You know, I've found ways to make performances not stressful and they've just been a natural part of my classroom, which is something we can talk about later. But there's just an overwhelming amount of stuff and that comes with being a teacher. And a lot of times our minds get so bogged down by all of those things that we forget all of the reasons that we go to school each and every day anyway. And so if we can find ways to sort of reset our mind, if we can find ways to sort of ground ourselves in some of the reasons that we want to be in that classroom, because I believe you really do want to be in that classroom, then we'll feel so much lighter and we'll be better people for it and we'll be better for ourselves, we'll be better for our kids and we'll be better for our students, okay, our kids and our families, I should say. So I really want you to take some time. That's kind of your homework for this episode. Take some time and resonate with your story. Resonate with when you first kind of thought about being 
a music teacher? And what sorts of ideas that brought to your brain? What sorts of perceptions did you have? Did you think about it the way I did? Did you only think like, oh, high school choral director, high school band director, orchestra director, like so many folks do? (laughs) What brought you to elementary? How did things change? What are the thoughts that go through your brain as you're planning or as you're in your classroom or as you're driving on your way to work or on the way home? What types of things can you think that are truly bringing you joy in your life, in your classroom, in your teacher life. And and really think about what is it exactly that could be causing some stress and could be causing you to forget some of those reasons that you wanted to bring music to kids each and every day for the rest of your life. That sounded intense <laughs> until retirement, I should say. But anyway, so that's kind of the end of this episode. The next episode is going to be all about some of these other things that I mentioned. These ideas of things that are holding you up, things that are causing you some stress, things that are bogging you down and getting you away from some of those those original reasons that you really wanted to become a music teacher. And for all of us to kind of realize that it's not you, it's me. So until next time, guys, take some time and really resonate with those reasons that you want to be a music teacher and think about why it's important to you and why you keep going back each and every day. Thanks for listening to the Anna Krusik Podcast. For more details and information from this episode, check out the show notes on anacrusik.com. While you're there, join the Tap Insiders community on Facebook, where you can collaborate with Anne and other music educators. Also, if you found this episode entertaining or informative, don't forget to share with your music besties and leave a review on iTunes. The Anna Kursik Podcast is a proud member of the Music Teacher Development Podcast Network. The Muted Network provides support in the form of audio on-demand programming designed by and for music educators. You can find more information about our network at mutedpodcasts.com.